Welcome to the Lighthouse Experiment, a Freedom Center Church podcast. Welcome back to the Lighthouse Experiment family. Welcome back, y'all. Welcome back, Jim, back to Michigan. How was your... sick. Was it? How I... It was a cool town. I've been there once. So what what did you guys do? So uh, we flew out Thursday, as I had stated on last week's episode. Um, And then Thursday night, we went to the Bruins game. That was Carrie's first NHL game. Sat super close, uh, like right by the where the Zambonis come out. Yes. Like so close, you could feel like the ice. You could hear dudes talking, like the players. You could hear them like potty mouthing from time to time. <laughs> but it was really cool. She had never been to a game. Bruins home win. That's One of really our guys cool. got a hat trick, so she got to see all the hats get thrown on the ice and all that stuff. Friday morning, we got up and we went on a underground donut tour this guy took us on a walking tour of all these like donut shops and stuff in boston and this was a little historic like history you know talked to saw like buildings and just it was cool it was a cool tour donuts were just a like the bonus you know and then just just went around just hung out man that's cool yeah, it was good. It's a cool city. Went to North End, the like Little Italy. That's like a whole different world. I don't know when you guys went. Did you go to Little Italy? No, we mm, we did go to one of the specialty bakery bakeries. You must have. Like, yeah. Because so I know we like, swept by, but then we did like a jazz tour in the bay. Like we got on one of the ferries and did this oh, jazz, sick. and that was really cool. That was really fun yeah, at night. A, so. It's a cool town, man. All it's the really buskers cool. were out and stuff when the weather was good on Friday. All the guys playing music and doing doing shows. It's cool because they don't have just their hats out collecting cash. Excuse me. They're all on Venmo. <laughs> yeah. Which I thought was dope. But no, yeah, that's, man, it was great. Cool. That's great. We had not been just Jim and Carrie in years. So it was cool to do that. Yeah. You know, so. That's awesome. Now, did you guys go to the, what's out there, the Navy or the Coast Guard? There's a whole, like. I don't know. No, we didn't. Went there's a whole yard coast. with, like, um, I don't know, ships the, out the there Navy and stuff. Yard yeah. The Navy. It was really. No, we did not. We did not do that. Saw some firehouses. You know, uh, there's a cool uh, memorial. There's a, there was, like, a hotel fire way back in the day, and there was a like it part of the building collapsed and it lost like a, uh, a bunch of guys. So there's a memorial to those guys, Okay. which was emotional and super emotional to me to see that. Uh, of course, if you saw any of my Instagram posts this week, you saw that I posted from the Holocaust Memorial. That was heavy, dude. I saw that Ooh. too. So there's like these, there's these huge glass. You probably, it was there probably when you guys were there. Yeah, but we didn't go see it, I don't think. We didn't go see that. Um, so just these six huge, like, glass structures. And on every side of these glass structures, it's just numbers. And the numbers represent lives taken 
You know what I mean? It's just, yeah. it's just like to be in that space. It's not something you normally do on vacation. You guys, it's not like just something I do on vacation. <laughs> it's find the most somber spot and look at it and get emotional and no, feel bad good. about being on vacation. But it's, <laughs> but it's, it's that stuff you need to see, man. That's stuff yeah. kid needs to know about the stuff doesn't need to be kind of buried you know, just like something we acknowledge as, as history, but it's, it's something that you should go see and touch and understand that there's just so much. It was, yeah, that was, it was cool. It was cool to see it, but. Well, there's a whole breath to like breath of community and life within a city. Mm-hmm. And it's neat because there's so many commonalities. Like we're all, God's made us all the same. You know, we right. get up, we go to work, we have families, we do the thing, we have drama with this person, you know, like we, we got yeah. all the things going on. And so to be able to see all those layers of this community in Boston, in this one mm-hmm. town and um, the things that have happened there. And I, I just think that's, see, and then you had donuts, Dude. you know what I mean? Like you did, oh you did the whole range of it, you know, I think that's cool. And then cool. we went, oh man, in Little Italy, there's a, uh, like a sub shop we went into, it was literally the best sandwich we've ever had ever. Oh, that's cool. I will never have any like deli sub sandwich that good unless I go back. That's awesome. Which we probably will. But like, I'm ready to make this declaration because I've been lots of cities, been lots of places in my life, lots of countries. As a West Coast kid, I'm going to tell you right now, here and now on the TLE podcast, Uh-oh. that I prefer the East Coast to the West Coast as Ooh. far as peopling goes. That's a big statement. But they, it was people were so polite and so helpful and not fake yeah. and not there was not an agenda, you know. It's just it was cool. It was a cool trip. That's cool because it's kind of weird depending on where in the country you're from. Uh-huh. Because it's kind of like, why are you so nice to me and why are you talking to me? <laughs> you know, right. like it can right. be kind of weird. But it's it's really it's really cool. And something I noticed too being out there is that. Um, there's a lot of folks from Europe from different places that will scoot over to the East Coast like that. Right. So I didn't realize like the, the one very home- European feel. Yeah. Like yeah. So one of the hotels we stayed at, there were like there's a lady at the front desk that spoke French and then there was somebody else that spoke so I don't know, it was crazy. Like I didn't anticipate that amount of diversity in like an old English town. You know, old U.S. Yeah. town, you know, like so that was really neat. Well, too. like, but it makes sense, right? Because that's, it totally, that's totally the makes landing sense. spot. Yes. Right? Yeah. So, just just like out in Seattle and Washington and stuff in Oregon, how people fly over like from Asia Koreans, all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Japanese and Korean. You know, but you don't think about that all the time unless you go out there and realize. You know, right? like, the it's loca- really simple. <laughs> yeah. <it's laughs> so you don't think about it, but it really makes perfect, yeah. basic, easy sense. Yeah. I'll tell you what we did on. Dude losing track of days on Saturday morning we went on a tour of Fenway Park okay and like so for baseball people that's like the holy grail Fenway Park is the oldest stadium and it's just beautiful it was like magic it was just something different if you're a dude or even a girl and you're into baseball dude I love baseball games it was incredible like you went through they took you to the visitors clubhouse which is like (laughs) <laughs> it's just cutty. It's not nice at all. It's so old. And I mean, it's <laughs> clean and, and whatever, but it's just little, 
you know, and then we went to press box and stuff like that. It was just cool. It was a cool tour, cool little vacay. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, yeah, my, my hubby is still on vacay. <laughs> Left me on my birthday last week and is still gone. They return on Friday. No, it's all good. I'm giving them a hard time, but because actually up until they left, I kept telling everybody, yeah, they're leaving me on my birthday. They're leaving me on my birthday just to give them a hard time. But last year in September, out of the four days that I was gone on my hiking trip, I missed two of my kids' birthdays. <laughs> so they're like, yeah, but mom, you were gone, blah, 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 blah. But no, for their spring break, my two oldest, we um, sent them out to Arizona with Nick's mom because they haven't seen that family out there and since before COVID Mm -hmm. and then Nick ended up having the points and the time and stuff. So he's like, what do you think if I went? And I'm like, I think that'd be awesome. You'd be able to have that experience with your girls and be able to travel with them and see your brother and stuff like that. So they've been enjoying the sunshine and been able to see cousins, um, like track meets and stuff. And they did uh, a four hour, like what the side by side, like rental out in the desert mm-hmm. and stuff, getting up, that's going cool. for morning walks and stuff. So, um, nice. so that's been, that's been super cool. And it's been kind of weird and quiet around here. I got half my family gone and it's weird. We haven't done this in a <laughs> long time. <laughs> it's been a minute, Yeah. you know? So, but half the dishes, that's, that's a pro. That's a plus. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's it. what else? I don't know. It was a cool trip, and now I'm back. I got to go back to work tomorrow. No, that's so it's, cool, though. It's supposed to be a some type of winter storm, something, something. Are you sure? Tonight. Because it's been really cold these past few days, and I thought that Wednesday, like tomorrow, uh, was supposed to be on the up and up of weather. Definitely a winter weather advisory. Really? <laughs> oh, my gosh. You're kidding me. I'm not. That's wild. What is this temperature? This is 80%. What is this? That's probably the advice. That's so weird. Okay, well, thank you for letting me know because I was not aware of this. Yeah, man. Also, we need to set up the, we talked about it a couple of weeks ago, but we need to set up um, my Friday ride along because the last wow. last ride along was a bust. It was great hanging out with you and Dan. You didn't do anything. You didn't do anything. You kept telling me about how busy yeah. you guys are. Then nothing. You lied to me. <laughs> just kidding. It's just how it goes, yeah. right? It is. It is how it goes. Yeah. So. so yeah. Other than that, you know, still writing. Wrote a wrote a chapter that I don't know will go in the book, but it might. But it speaks to like the pre-saved gym and like uh, I had like full-blown like God complex. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Like, wow. So kind of speaks to that in more depth. Okay. You know, so that's a dangerous thing, man. That's real. People don't think it's real. But that happens quite often. I mean, it's often enough that, it's, it happens with medical people quite a bit, doctors, you know, but. 
I mean, I know we've had a couple episodes over the past few years that we've discussed that a couple different times, you know, (laughs) so. Save somebody enough times. Right. Or enough people. And to have that level of confidence and ego to be able to keep doing that job. (laughs) Hey, I mean, we say it all the time, me and Dan say we're better than everybody, but it's just us running, kind of talking smack and having fun. But like, I tell you what, man, to have that, like where I honestly was like my whole identity was based on the idea that I could let you live or let you die. Totally up to me. Mm. That's wild. <laughs> yeah, that's, it is that's quite wild. wild. Dude. It is sketchy and it's like happened quick. Like that. And that's why I want to write that chapter because I want people coming up to know how quick I went from, oh, this is a cool skill set. Oh, I'm better than, I'm like literally control your fate. I'm that good. How you like that? Like, and that wasn't the way I talked to people. It was when I engaged with, like, the poor Qdoba guy. Oh. I'm looking at dudes going, oh, you rolled my burrito wrong. Uh-huh. With my skill set, this is what I can do. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm telling you, dude. Yeah. I'm saying it kind of in jest right now, but really had those feelings of... Yeah. I am absolutely like at a level that you can't imagine. So would you, I mean, do you, is that pride? Like, what is that? I think pride in your skill set. Yeah. Is it it also kind of like a self-conceited notion for yourself? Like a puffed up? I got so focused on how good I was that I actually, the way I wrote it out was that, you know, I speak of the being baptized as like, like Jesus would have healed, like restored sight. Like I became blind okay. because I was so focused. Okay. Like I had no really care in the world that humans were humans. It was just problems to be solved. I was yeah. really, really freaking good at solving these problems. And so that, and then, you know, then I start having glimpses, right? Griffin gets sick. Another crew takes him to the hospital. There was a level of helplessness that I didn't hadn't really ever understood. And then, yeah, and of course, to get baptized and and all that stuff. But I think, yeah, I just think that I was so focused, and then so because there's also there's layers, right? So I had like I have a younger brother that is just successful in the music industry and knows all these people like knows people that we like buy or stream their music and we're fans of and he knows them like I know you right like like we talk he's he's with these people like that right like like Taylor Hawkins was the drummer from Foo Fighters he passed away last weekend my little brother Jay knew him so that's like He's gutted. That's a loss to his okay. group. Okay. You know, like my older brother, successful professional athlete, done all the things. So a lot of times growing up, I would be here, do my thing as a paramedic early on or as an EMT or whatever, and I'd see family or or whatever, and they'd ask how my brothers were. And I'm like, you know, what in the hell, man? I'm right here. Like, and you guys never ask how I am or what I'm doing. Or it'd be like, 
Early on, you still on the ambulance, huh? I mean, literally friggin' wearing the uniform right now, bro. Like, but then, so then I get that skill set. Yeah. And I say one person, then five people, then 10 people, then it just starts growing and growing and growing. And all of a sudden, like, honestly, <laughs> honestly, everybody's beneath me now, you know? Like, I wrote a quote. I'm going to read it because it's such a, it's bad, but it's it's not bad, like, dirty. Okay, everybody? Okay. But it's just, just there's, <laughs> let me get to it. But there's a movie, Bringing Out the Dead. Most EMS people have seen it. Nicolas Cage is in it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I can't remember who directed it. But a famous guy, I think Scorsese maybe. Somebody like that. Somebody, one of those guys. But in the beginning, Nicolas Cage's character is talking about being a medic. And he's describing what it's like to save somebody. So what he says, the quote is, saving someone's life is like falling in love. It's the best drug in the world. For days, sometimes weeks afterward, you walk the streets making infinite whatever you see. Once for weeks, I couldn't even feel the earth. Everything I touched became lighter. Orange played in my shoes. Flowers fell from my pockets. You wonder if you become immortal as if you've saved your own life as well. God has passed through you. And then the, the final quote here is, why deny it that for a moment there, God was you? So yeah. then, like, yeah, <laughs> and you can see how it can build from there, right? Yeah. So. So feeling very important, feeling very powerful, feeling very right. on top, yeah. But yeah. then the counter to that is that if you get on a run of, even though you do everything right, like not right, but like everything correctly within your protocols and your skill set and people keep dying on you, then the opposite <laughs> is true. Okay. And, and you can fall from, for lack of a better word, grace just as quickly. Yeah. And then you go into this slump, you know. Yeah. And, and that that's the opposite. That is 180 degrees the opposite, and that can throw you into a, this weird unbalanced shame spiral <laughs> where you like yeah and then you know then that happens and you don't want to pull the trigger on anything you don't want to do anything you don't want to, like no you can't breathe sir i'm gonna give you this level of oxygen but we're not going to do anything else we're just gonna get you to the hospital and get you the heck off our ambulance <laughs> yeah so, it's very yeah those are the little kind of nuances in the EMS world that we don't like to really hone in on and talk about. But anybody who's a veteran yeah. at it, who's been at it a while, is understanding what I'm saying here. And is like, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think that's a very specific, clear depiction of, I think, what can be very relatable to people like our humanity, right? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I think that, I mean, Nick and I used to joke years ago that like if people would just listen to us, we could like fix everybody's problems. If we could just like go around and tell everybody what to do, you know, and I think that there's some pride in that too. There's some sense of, you know, if people come to me for advice or guidance or encouragement. Like I'm so important. People come to me and I can guide you and tell you what to do and fix your life and everything goes, you know, whatever, have some sort of control and, um, 
impact in other people's life. And that can become a very, like, self-centered, prideful thing in the wrong mindset, too, you know? Yeah. Um, well, so. and, and, and you, you, you nail a point here. You know, I've often had conversations with our pastors where being a paramedic and being a pastor, being a first responder and a pastor yeah. is super similar. So I, in that terms is to, to those, our folks here who are working that are listening that are in ministry and stuff like that, what I'm describing that kind of fall from, from grace, as far as the skill set goes, is a lot like if the first Sunday of the month, you know, 20 people raise their hand at altar call on the second Sunday, 40 people on the third Sunday, 60. And then the fourth Sunday, nobody. And then the whole next month, nobody, maybe right. one hand goes up. Right. And then we start feeling, should I stop preaching? Should I stop teaching? Do I need to be here anymore? Do like, you oh, know, that's good. That's really good. It's, those are the things, you know, and I think that's our nature, our flesh, you know, pride is, and it's not to say that it's bad to have pride in what you do. Well, that's different. As long different. as pride that's doesn't different. become the idol and become your identity, like like what I'm talking about. Pride well, there's I am prideful. Then, there's right. a difference between prideful and then there's a difference in having pride of a job well done. Right. A satisfaction and a pleasure and like, dude, I, I, I gave it some good input. And I really yeah, I put myself into that, and, and that was yeah. good. Yeah, and totally different. That's not the kind of pride I'd started like that, but then it quickly shifted. <laughs> Woo. But like I said, for our veteran um, paramedics and EMTs and nurses and stuff listening, you'll understand. You're, you'll hear this, and you'll you'll know. Because I think it's, I think everybody gets a little taste of that, you know. It's just mm-hmm. a, admittedly, I really, you know, and in some ways until, you know, coming back to faith and getting baptized and stuff like that, I feel like that was an addiction. I feel like I was addicted to the idea, addicted to seeing, and even, man, like overdoses, I'm giving Narcan and seeing that lungs fill back with air and that come alive again, you know. You do that you know, all the time. People's blood sugar is super low. Give them, you know, the, the sugar. Give them the D50 and see them come right back. You know, who who wouldn't want to do that, right? But, like, it just... Science, man. It's wild. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, it's, it's very interesting. But... It is. There you go. You guys got a whole chapter. No, that's good. <laughs> You know, I think that's pretty, I mean, all those things, I think, you know, you're, you're writing this to kind of give a, like a, what's the word you used? Like a field guide. Yeah. Field guide. And I think that those, those are really important aspects about the journey and about the job, about the field, you know? Mm -hmm. So I think that's, that's really good. And I think that those are, you know. I think on a level, a lot of levels, people are going to be able to relate to, I don't know, I I love, I don't know, I always see that, I'm always seeing how we're so connected and similar, even though we are completely different in our experiences as humans, and I just think that's wild and wonderful at the same time. It is. So, so. 
Yeah. That's good. That's good. So are you enjoying writing more than you thought you would? Like, is this process now? Because I know initially a few weeks back you were like, dude, guide, you're asking me to walk back through. Yeah, no, I'm I'm finding that uh, any apprehension or fear of going back in those spaces is not a thing. It's just like I thought it would be. It's, it's now that you've kind of opened up the door and walked through, it's been, yeah, it's been pretty cool. cool. It's I'm That's not cool. the least bit ashamed of having those experiences. It's just been different experiences than the next guy. So, But it's important for people coming up to understand that like you don't have to let like I could go back to you don't have to let a well-meaning society give you an identity yeah you know, absolutely you, to, you know and, and you and you don't need to take I mean because we all have at some level some post-traumatic stress this is like we stay it on this sh- we state rather on this show a lot is that it's the word disorder that nobody wants yeah you know, it's everyone, everyone's got some, some trauma that they've dealt with or whatever. And it's just different layers and different looks different for everybody, you know? So yeah, it's just, I, I want people to flourish in this job with, you know, clear minds and full hearts and not be a victim of their own demise by just attaching a label to themselves. Yeah. And that's it. That's that's me going back and telling, recanting old stories. That's cool. It's a lot of that stuff was pretty dang cool, man. Tragic, but I was there for it. So I, I love years ago, years ago, I was talking to Sarah Kern and I, and it might've been the time that she came on our podcast back when we were going up to the studio at the church and I said, I, I really don't, I'd be afraid of showing up and not knowing what to do. Yeah. And me at that time, I was so naive to really what training and in the industry and all that looked like. You know, I'm like, mm-hmm. they wouldn't just throw somebody out there in the middle of nothing. Be like, hey, Ashley, you have no experience. Go out and try to Go. stop this person from bleeding. You know what I mean? Um, but I forget how much, like, relying on that training and relying on this is a protocol and this is you know, what we do. And, um, and she said, well, I figure, you know, somebody's got to show up. I can do something, Yeah. you know, and you can always do something. She always, she took the, the perception, the mindset that I had of what if I don't know what to do? And she totally turned it on its head and just yeah. said, well, I would do something. Right. And something is better than nobody showing up. Right. You know? And so I, um, you know, and we've said before too, this is a field that's not going to go away. We're not going <laughs> to not need, you know. All of a sudden, people don't break themselves off. And <laughs> right? Oh, suddenly we, we've we eliminated car accidents and we've eliminated um, uh, 4th of July firework issues okay. and dumb guys blowing off their hands. <laughs> you know, like, Everybody, right? Everybody's <laughs> compliant with their medications. Right? Um, no, nobody ever has diabetes well, again. Nobody ever like falls down and has a heart attack or anything, right? Like nobody ever has an yeah. issue. That that's not going to happen. That's not real life. Not you on know? this side, man. Nope. Not on this side. No, nope. but yeah, dude, it's just, you know, yeah, it's wild too. Like the the kind of 
how much. So today I renewed my license for the last time, you guys. For the last <gasps> That's time. a big deal. Will that be for what? <laughs> how long? Three years. Three. Oh, dude, that's a short time frame. Are you yeah. are you nervous? Are you excited? How do you feel? Keep no, going. No, man. Keep. I'm <laughs> I'm good, but like I will tell you this, with having to basically retire from active firefighting guy yeah. and then knowing the end of this career will come relatively soon. Like for all these dudes that make fun of Tom Brady for not pulling the trigger and coming back to playing football, I understand. Yeah. I understand. I understand how hard it's going to be to put it down. You know what I mean? But when this license expires, I'll be, I will have turned 55. And I don't, you know, out much like a professional athlete, I want to still have my clear mind and be able to walk and and all the things, you know? So, you know, what that does is that in some ways puts the pressure on, you know, to, to get TLE moving and get the podcast built up and, and, and those things. So it's all good. You know, it's, it's all good, but anyway, all that to say that I had to do some, I needed a couple of CEs. I needed like two credits, which typically means four classes. So one of my bosses usually listens and he'll just get a kick out of it. So what we do a lot of times with those is you pick the stuff that you're already really good at and you just, and you play those. So I didn't listen to it. I just played it. And then at the end you go back and take the quiz. Just, yep. So what I did was all like for the two things I needed, two of them were like operations stuff. So I did like basically fire department things. And then, and then for the other one was patient assessment. And, and with the fire department, the, like the preparatory is called, I at least had earbuds in my ears and I was walking around doing other things in the house, okay. but halfway listening with the patient assessment, I just played it and then wrote about half a chapter. And like, wasn't even like no paying attention. It wasn't, my phone was in another room and I got done and it was ridiculous. And I had taken for granted how like ingrained in my brain patient assessment is that's cool so like both of them i completely aced the test not having had paid attention at all but it was just just stuff that's in my head yeah yeah you got like 20 years behind you you know what you're doing uh-huh so at the same time i have a hard time <laughs> negotiating cereal aisles <laughs> nah that there's too much junk in that aisle anyways i, w- I wouldn't even yeah. too many time. too many choices too many choices Dude, it's, yeah, don't even. It's just funny to me. It's funny that, like, a lot of that happens to people. Yeah. They're kind of that operator status. There'll be certain basic, like, everyday things that normal dudes know how to do that I just can't, like. Well, I mean, there's really, there's a one time we were picking out a new, I don't, if it was when we were getting this new Honda four years ago. And Nick will like, okay, so out of this and this and this, what do you think? I'm like, okay, well, I like this and that, blah, blah, blah. And so he'll drill down and then he'll come back a week later with a whole nother set of options because he drilled down further to get more specific. I'm like, well, okay, well, I, I thought we already made a decision a week ago. 
So then he's like, okay, so what about this and this and that? Because he's drilling down. I'm like, okay, well, now that you bring up that information, okay, so now I think this and this and this. Okay, well, then he'll come back a week later. I'm like, I'm done. I'm so overwhelmed. Like, just pick a thing and go. I don't want to. There's no perfect answer. I don't care. Just buy one. I don't even care anymore. So over too many options is is a real thing. I don't. I think it's ridiculous. Yeah, dude. I'll tell you what. I have a doctor friend that I can remember. So these two, the their husband and wife, both ER docs. She worked at McLaren Flint. He worked at Ascension Genesis. Wow. Okay. And I can remember one time, like we were talking to her at McLaren Flint and he was trying to get like, it was like juice boxes or something for one of the kids' games. And it was at the time, to me, it was funny because, like, come on, just get, like, just grab the freaking Capri Suns that are right in front of them. their kids. Right. They won't care. Right. And he's like, and he, it was like completely at first, it was funny. And then I was like, oh, no, no. He's really struggling. He's, he's really struggling. Yeah. And then years later, when I found myself, it would just go up and grab, like, just this or this, like, this and this for this reason. And I'm in the cereal aisle, dude. And I'm like, I'm like, okay. At first it was like, there's 18 different Rice Krispies. I'm like, oh, and then because ADD, I'm like, ooh, but what about if we did this? But then I'm like, retract. <laughs> and now there's like, it seemed like even more, but now there's yeah. Cheerios. Now there's things with raisins and now there's things that are gluten-free and like, and it just kept multiplying. I don't think I had moved and it just kept multiplying and multiplying and multiplying. I literally had to walk out of the aisle like walk the whole other side of the store and like come back and try again, regain my composure, come back through and just like walk through on a flyby, grab a box of Rice Krispies and bounce. Yeah. Like, and it was just like that. It was crazy. Yeah. But my mind is set up with all kinds of, you know, like I hate math, but I have hundreds of equations and stuff in my head just how to dose stuff out. But like, but if you put algebra on a page and said for Jim to do it, I'd be, um, nope. I can't. Nope. And yeah. you could be like, as probably a numbers person, you could be like, dude, you do it every day. It's just this and this. And I'm like, no, it's not. But and your brain is already okay. calculated. <laughs> yeah. Like the few okay, ways that you need to, to do give it. this dose at this concentration in this manner. Yeah. Go. Yeah. And I'm like, it's this. And then yep. you'd be like, you just did algebra. I'm like, no, I didn't. <laughs> I did not. I dosed. Yep. Like carnism or whatever. No, that makes it's sense. It's wild. Your brain just gets wrapped up into, I don't know. No, that's good. It is what I, it is. I think, you know, kind of circle back to like your last renewal of your license. Because <laughs> I it's still want to touch on this. Idea. No, but it, okay. It's not a big deal, but it's a big deal. It is a big deal. It is. It's a big I need deal. to acknowledge that this is. But you got a bit of time to acknowledge it and process it and, like, make your way through it. And that's cool, too, you know. And I think that, um, you know, you're still going to have a huge impact and participation in the industry. It's just going to look different. You might not ride on a rig for 12-hour shifts for most of the week, you know. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, it. yeah, it'll be weird. It'll be cool. But you're going to find ways to um, just minister to people and be there for people. 
you know, yeah. I was t- talking to somebody earlier in the week about, um, actually about house church and you and lighthouse and stuff. And the idea being that like Jim has all always been like a mentor pastor to people all this time. He's already been operating in his skill set. Now it just, it's in this realm. And now he's developing the pastoral skills of a church that right. are different, but you're still reaching people because that's what Jim does. It's so crazy. It's but crazy. It's, right. it's crazy. So I think that if you think about it in that context, you may not have the 12 hour shift every week, which mm-hmm. is a huge part of that, like patient care and what you do for patients throughout the week. Um, yeah. But what you do for people like that, it's going to like that ministry and that mission will continue and it'll just look different, which, you know, but I just, I, it's just yeah. fun to discuss it and to say it on the podcast and yeah. it's just cool. I mean, it, it's just cool what God is doing in your life and what he continues to do. And yeah, dude, it's wild. Stick with it, man. I mean, I almost had minor freak out this week, just cleaning out baby clothes because I'm like, I'm getting older and I'm already here in this part of my life and I'm freaking out and I can't go back in time and all this. Right. You know, so it's wild. It's wild that God, like, allows us to start out, think we know everything, and then really grow and mature. And then, like, we can't stop it. (laughs) You know, we just keep going. Yeah, dude. So. And that's the thing. One of my favorite things, I know it's in Scripture, not maybe exactly like this, but there's a Lecrae song where it what he repeats at the end is crooked sticks to us straight lines. Oh, that's cool. You know? But like, dude, <laughs> y'all know I ain't perfect out here. I'm not even <laughs> trying to be, but like, but it's a thing, man. It's a thing. But it's probably better that you aren't. It's probably yeah. better that you are right there in the mess with everybody else. And you know, right. you're not this. Well, yeah, it's different. You know, we were talking about that, me and Pastor Jim one time. It's different because, as chaplain, right, I, these last guys that were shot and PA that died and the Flint police officer that died in a car crash and all these things, I knew them too. It's not like I'm this dude coming yeah. out to talk to you and be your grief counselor. Right. Like that was our community and those were our people. Me too. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's different. Yeah. It's and that's cool. super important, you know, I think you for know, that community. Because, I mean, this community is a little harder of a shell to, to break into, you know, and rightly so. You know, right. it, I don't, I think that in anybody's life, it's, it's, you shouldn't be too quick to step in and, and speak to a situation that you don't have clarity on or haven't taken right. the time to see and know. Yeah. And you know, so you know, I think that's valuable. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, it's, it's much like with the military, you know, and I'll, we'll land the plane after this, but I, I thought it was important to touch on like with the military, I get to make fun of Marines and right. the air force for being soft right. and the Navy and the coast guard, you know, all of them, but you don't get to, you know what I mean? Right. In that context. And like, shoot, what does that mean about me? I'm super soft. <laughs> <laughs> but like, but like I can, I get to make fun of cops and yeah. I get to make fun of firemen but nobody else does. And so like when right. culture and society starts getting, you know, getting hateful towards that 
discipline of the first responder world were like, no, 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 no. Mm-mm. Yeah. Am I, as a paramedic and a fireman, part of that thin blue line? No, I'm not. And that's fine. I don't want to be. I don't want to be in law enforcement. I'm not part of that. But we have kind of privilege to talk a little smack. But when everybody else starts talking smack around the world, we'd be like, no, you don't get to say that. Yeah. Not about the family. Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. You know, so there's this always this different layers and dynamics to our crazy, crazy first responder kingdom, (laughs) a little (laughs) crazy little world. But it's cool to be in it. It's cool to be on this kind of mission field. So anyway, that's it. Going back to work tomorrow. Cool. Well, enjoy the rest of your week. And I'm glad that the Parkins got to enjoy some time away together. That was like you said, it was. You guys deserve it. You guys have both um, put in some some grit over these past few years and Carrie finishing grinding. school and changing yeah. careers and stuff. So you guys have definitely – I know it's weird and, and even like Christian culture to be like, oh, you deserve it. It's like ah, we don't really deserve a whole lot in this life, you know, from a humility yeah, aspect was, and stuff. But you, you guys have certainly like – been yeah, given been a lot grinding for a while yeah. so yeah. it was cool man that's it good. was cool not to worry yeah just go do the thing and yeah yeah and just be like i said it was important we hadn't just been carrying jim in years so that's good it was sick cool that's it all right i should do the outro there you go <laughs> Thank you, Freedom Center Church and Kingdom Builders, for your continued love and support. And thank you to our listeners, you know, for all 50 of you, you jerks. <laughs> Tell your friends. Gosh. Uh, Foul directions. Come on. Whatever. But anyway. We got some cool changes who listens, coming up. Who listens to the show. Yeah, we're going to make some moves, do some changes and stuff like that. That'll be fun. But we just appreciate it. And this show is for you. We aren't looking for millions. We just appreciate you guys that, that are that are sticking with us. So that's not true. We're looking for millions. All right. <laughs> peace out. Peace out.